This is the Comstock Report Podcast. We are strong advocates for the American family farm and your top source for the agriculture markets. And now, here's your host, David Cruz. This is David Cruz with the Comstock Report. To quote from Reuters, In the last three decades, above-trend yields were not observed in the warmest 30% of Midwestern Julys, though yields close to trend resulted a third of the time. That means something around 177 bushels per acre is still on the table in 2022, even if July is warm, unquote. Isn't that like saying that the best corn yield that we could likely hope for is 177 bushel per acre, and the downside risk for yields is potentially much larger? Last year, the U.S. produced 177 bushel per acre yield. Given current circumstances, that looks like it'll be hard to duplicate. I have made the statement before that when crops go in early, they are tough to kill. Early planted and emerged crops miss the heat of the summer during pollination. That usually means that they cover the ground with foliage before threatening heat arrives to keep soils from drying out and baking. Corn this year was planted two to three weeks behind last year. The satellite view showed a lot of dirt was exposed over most of the central corn belt. To the first blast furnace of heat, I've also mentioned higher hail risk and strips of dirt exposed by hailstorms was visible from satellite in Nebraska. Planting delays will mean peak silking will then occur two to three weeks behind last year in late July, which is typically timed with peak summer heat. Late planted crops are easier to damage. There have been high wind events. This blowing dirt is causing dust bowl-like wall clouds of dirt and also overended a large number of irrigation pivots, taking many out of commission for the season. Due to supply chains, obstacles, parts, and replacements will not be available and too late for many this season. Reineke can reportedly make one pivot per day. Hundreds have reportedly been destroyed in Nebraska and South Dakota. Some farmers reportedly made the decision to take prevent plant and get the pivots repaired for next season. The recent blast of heat setting over 100 new record highs in the heartland will bake wet soils, dry out soils, but also send roots down. Last year it was subsoil moisture that made the crops and there is subsoil moisture again. Markets responded bearishly to a temporary respite to the heat. There will be no respite for the southern third of the heartland where the high-pressure ridge remains located. Last year, this ridge was to the west of the Corn Belt and floated back and forth, bringing heat but also moisture to the eastern Corn Belt. Too much rain for Illinois. Last time that we looked at the corn balance sheet, there was no room to lose production anywhere. The June quarterly stocks and planted acreage reports will be heavyweights. La Nina is staying well intact. It'll be a fixture through summer into fall. Dr. Taylor says that there's a 70% chance of below-trend line corn yields in a La Nina year, and this one is strongly La Nina. That also means that there's a 30% chance of trend line, which would be 181 bushel per acre. Initial crop condition ratings were possibly the best of the season. Extreme weather news of all types of events, including wind, fire, drought, and flood, just to name a few headliners, have become so commonplace that it is considered normal and something that we have to live with. I am waiting for the swarms of locusts to show up. Society has actually gotten pretty good at keeping weather records, and scientists are pretty serious about their analysis and conclusions, reaching a consensus over what is causing the climate to change and what to expect. I surmise that war, rumors of war, and deglobalization are going to further thwart collective efforts to reduce CO2 emissions. 
The way that I see it, scientists are going to have two choices. One would be to say, I told you so. And the other would be to apply human ingenuity and technological creativity to the problem. If we can alter the climate for the worst, we can discover ways to alter it to improve it. Best to get started. The drought or lack of water relative to the population of the western United States is largely man-made. Theodore Roosevelt spent a lot of time on his whistle-stop train tour of the United States in 1903, talking up the use of irrigation as an economic lever that would develop the West. He was right. In the 1950s, the North American Water and Power Association first floated the idea to bring water from Alaska and western Canada. The idea was just ahead of its time. This water project would be an economic boon for the continent. There are untapped water resources in the United States and our neighbor in Canada. Projects have been hypothesized to move water from where it is abundant in North America to where it is not. What are they waiting for? You've been listening to the Comstock Report. For more information on marketing opportunities, contact us at Comstock.com or call 712-227-1110. For a more complete version of the Comstock Report with hedging strategies and trade recommendations, Subscribe on our website at Comstock.com or reach out to one of our risk management specialists about how we can help you protect your profits.